Welcome to The Spread, Manure Manager's monthly podcast. Together with leading experts, we're bringing you the most pressing topics in nutrient management as we aim to grow the industry together through knowledge, innovation, and collaboration. Manure Manager is North America's source for manure handling insights. Visit manuremanager.com slash subscribe to receive the latest industry information straight to your inbox or mailbox. Welcome back to The Spread. If you're listening to this, you're probably gearing up to begin spring application season, one of the most chaotic, fast-paced seasons for an applicator. This means there's no time like the present for a refresher on safety. Safety covers a wide array of concepts in nutrient management. Gas safety, road and spill safety, pit and storage safety, there's never enough to say about staying safe. This episode talks about some of the unique stressors that make safety even more paramount in 2022. From unique mental health concerns to how to adapt to being short-staffed, we've brought in experts to discuss how you can prepare yourself. First, we chat to Josie Rodolfi, an assistant professor at the University of Illinois Urbana-Champaign in the School of Agriculture and Biological Engineering. Josie's areas of focus are on child agriculture injury prevention, young adult agricultural workers, and agricultural safety and health, with an increased focus in recent years on mental health. We chat to her about the various unseen ways in which mental health can creep up during busy seasons in agriculture. Um, We think about what are some of our common symptoms of of depression or anxiety, and they may include like being really distracted. Um, And so if you're distracted, it's really easy to make, unfortunately, a mistake that could lead to, of course, an injury. We also spoke with Dan Anderson, an associate professor from Iowa State University in the Department of Agriculture and Biosystems Engineering. Dan's got the lowdown on safety in manure and nutrient management, including confined spaces and storage. It's always been a problem in the manure industry, right? It's always pushed for long hours and we still have the same number of gallons to get applied and unfortunately a few few, fewer people to get it done with. Let's dive right in. Welcome back everyone. I'm here with uh, Josie Rodolfi. Josie, can you tell me a little bit about your areas of focus and what you do at University of Illinois? Absolutely. So I am uh, an assistant professor and an extension specialist at the University of Illinois Urbana-Champaign. I sit in the Department of Agricultural and Biological Engineering, but I focus um, almost entirely on agricultural safety and health. So how agricultural work contributes to um, safety, injury, illness, etc. In the last three years, a lot of my work has really focused on farm stress and mental health. Mm -hmm. That's one of the things that we really wanted to dive deeper into. And one of the things that we've been talking about is this idea of, you know, the great resignation and a lot of farmers being short staffed and, you know, maybe farmers having to pull in their kids when they're a little young and stuff like that. Um, So what have you what have you noticed in terms of over the last couple of years? how is the trend going? Are you noticing more people at a crisis point or more people at a point of concern on farms? That's a really good question. So I think when we think about uh, agricultural work in general, there are a lot uh, in agricultural production, which we see a lot of in the Midwest, um, where most of my work is focused. It's very cyclical. Um, and we have a lot of really unique stressors. Um, me working for extension, I don't have to worry about when my next paycheck comes in. I don't have to worry about storing my commodity. I don't have to worry about planting anything um, during like the perfect time. My work does not rely on the weather. 
Um, these are all things that our agriculture producers are dealing with constantly. Um, and it seems as though the stressors are sort of stacking. Um, COVID-19 introduced stressors for everybody and certainly our agricultural producers. We did a survey of farmers in the Midwest. We heard a lot of people talk about supply chain shortages, uh, workforce shortages, thinking about where they're gonna get their product into, how they're gonna get uh, livestock into um, facilities. Uh, and that's not over, like we're still dealing with that. Um, and so we definitely see farmers who are stressed, continuing to be stressed. And that's when we really get concerned about um, their mental health. We have these chronic uh, stressors with very little uh, respite or, or resolution. And, and, you know, you point out you work in extension. Both of us are office dwellers or in some cases home dwellers. Uh, and so we might have different uh, levels of knowledge or resources available to us on mental health and how to recognize the signs that we might not be in good condition to work. Um, what are you guys doing with an extension to kind of help get agricultural workers um, a bit more proactive or a bit more adept at recognizing the signs that it might not be, they might not be in good working condition? Absolutely. That's a really good question. It's something we're really excited about. Um, the North Central Farm and Ranch Stress Assistance Center um, is centered in, the, uh, in Champaign at the University of Illinois, Urbana-Champaign. And we are partnering with the 12 states in the North Central region. Um, we're partnering with all 12 cooperative extensions and uh, three sort of public health and um, um, uh, nonprofit organizations to expand farm stress and mental health resources and services for the producers in our 12 states. So we're one of four federally funded centers charged with addressing farm stress and mental health. And some of the really cool things that we're doing that I'm really proud of is we're expanding telephone helplines, realizing that some producers um, would rather talk to someone anonymous than someone they know. Expanded the Iowa Concern Hotline, which is like a famous ag hotline. They have people who can talk about commodity prices, they can talk about legal stresses, they can talk, they can talk farm talk with our farmers, which I really appreciate. And we know our, our farmers really appreciate. Mm -hmm. um, we're also hosting like a number of training programs, um, evidence-based mental health literacy training programs. A couple of examples include QPR and mental health first aid. Um, and we're working to get communities trained in these types of programs so that the pastor and the banker and the uh, the, the feed store worker and the retailer and the, the, the equipment dealer all understand and recognize what stress looks like, what mental health conditions look like, and what a mental health crisis is. So that these people in their community um, can recognize changes in their farmer clients, people they've probably known for decades, um, and they can really be sort of that first person to intervene until we can get somebody to uh, professional professional care. That sounds like a really great proactive approach. Uh, now we are of course talking about safety. And so what are some of the ways that uh, mental health concerns can kind of translate into safety concerns on the farm? What are some things that you commonly see either slip or kind of be sacrificed when people maybe aren't in the best mental state? That's a really good question. So unfortunately there is uh, evidence. There's a couple of published articles that have um, identified an association between depression and workplace injury in the agriculture environment specifically. Um, when we think about like how that relationship may exist, um, we think about what are some of our common symptoms of, of depression or anxiety, and they may include like being really distracted, 
Um, and so if you're distracted, it's really easy to make, unfortunately, a mistake that could lead to, of course, an injury. Um, we know that changes in sleeping patterns are a very common um, symptom of depression. Um, so if someone's not sleeping well at night or they're not sleeping at all um, and they're expected to go to work and they're operating large hazardous equipment, there's certainly an opportunity for injury. So those are a couple of cases where we um, really can make a connection between how injury physical health and mental health are, are really related and important on the farm. Hmm. So beyond, you know, the things you talked about, such as recognizing signs of mental, uh, mental illness, uh, recognizing and possibly intervening in crisis, what are some, some of your golden rules for how to stay safe on the farm, you know, no matter what your mindset, no matter what the conditions are around you? Absolutely. So I like, we really encourage our farmers to fill their toolkit. Um, so what that means, we're talking about safety, it is um, doing uh, pre-checks on a lot of their equipment. We are going into a very busy time in, the, in, uh, in central Illinois. Uh, we realize that the closer we get to spring planting, like the more chaotic it's going to get. We encourage people to get out early to start uh, getting their equipment ready so you don't feel the pressures or the rush. Or you don't like, you know, bypass perhaps safety um, or any type of mechanical uh, situations. Um, we also encourage people to never work alone. And I know we can't work like with a buddy by our side the whole time, but just making sure people know where you are. Um, in our family, we share our locations on our iPhones. We have farms all over the county. Um, somebody might be moving an auger. Somebody else might be going to deliver seeds somewhere. We oftentimes want to know where people are, especially if we can't get a hold of them. Um, getting adequate sleep. Um, and we know it's not easy, but we really encourage um, people to get as much sleep as they can when they can. Uh, we also encourage naps throughout the day uh, if that's something that helps you um, perform, you know, perform better. We don't really like to um, shame people out of taking naps anymore. We really encourage it. Uh, quick 20 minutes can be really restorative. Um, and the other thing we really encourage is we see a lot of people right now who are managing perhaps two jobs. So they're working. Um, and then they're also farming and we're seeing a lot more use of handheld devices in things like tractors and trucks and other types of large equipment. So we're really discouraging people from using cell phones um, in this type of equipment. You have to think, well, we have auto steer. It's pretty well handled, but we really do encourage you to, to put the phone down and schedule times. If you do need to check email, um, if you need to check in with an office, schedule times for that throughout the day um, and communicate that then with the rest of the farm. Course. All right, Josie, is there anything else you want to add before we say goodbye? I don't think so. Awesome. Well, it seems like you covered it. We've got a lot of tools in the toolbox, so I thank you very much. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks so much to Josie for all her knowledge and insight. As we remember to be proactive and keep an eye on our mental health, we also have to be vigilant about our physical surroundings. Dan Anderson joins us to give us more details. All right. Thank you, everyone. We are here with Dan Anderson. Dan, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? I'm an associate professor and extension specialist at Iowa State University in the Ag and Biosystems Engineering. Uh, on Twitter, I'm Dr. Manure. I grew up on a dairy farm in Wisconsin, so I've always loved livestock agriculture and extremely excited to get to continue working with livestock here in Iowa. Well, we're, we're really excited to have the Dr. Manure with us. Um, well, so today, as you know, we're talking about safety and we wanted to get in from kind of a high level. So 
It's officially spring. It's March 22nd on the day we're recording. So that means we're getting into growing season where, you know, you know, some workers are coming back to the farm after being away for a while. Um, what are kind of the biggest refreshers that you find people have to go through every year when it comes to safety? Well, if we're doing spring manure application, and hopefully we are, that's a great way to utilize some of those manure resources. Uh, it's a good time to both check over the ventilation systems in your barn, mm -hmm. as well as just your manure equipment. So for most winters, we're going to tightly tuck up our barn, probably not be running many of our fans, but when we get time to move that manure, agitate some barns, uh, we're going to release hydrogen sulfide from that manure, and it's important to have our ventilation system, the inlets, fans working correctly. And oftentimes, uh, as I go around the state, many of those pit fans that have been off most of the winter to save a little propane don't always turn back on for us, right? The winter's a hard time period for us. So making sure they're working, just checking and making sure those uh, cones on the backside are, are present and, and in good shape. Uh, if we still have snow in any places, make sure the snow is out of the way of them, but uh, things like that really go a long way. Um, getting our inlets set, making sure the ventilation st stages are appropriate. I think in the spring, we'll sometimes talk about, uh, especially in Iowa, where we have lots of pigs, concerns about chilling pigs relative to uh, having enough ventilation to get that hydrogen sulfide that we know we're going to release as we agitate out of the barn uh, out. Uh, but making sure that your ventilation system really is uh, set correctly goes a long way in helping with some of those hydrogen sulfide troubles. That's really interesting. I had no idea about uh, the problem of chilling pigs. Um, now, with uh, ventilation, it's obviously a hot topic in many areas, not just in agriculture right now. Um, and I've seen a few people maybe online kind of talking about, well, you know, when it comes to gas protection, great, we have all these N95 and KN95 masks now. Can you confirm that those aren't really sufficient for protecting from manure gases? Absolutely. Those masks are built for particulates, not for the gases that we tend to worry about with manure. So when we talk about manure and especially gases that come off when we agitate, it's hydrogen sulfide. And unfortunately, uh, there's only one respirator that will get you there and that's going full scuba self-contained breathing apparatus. Uh, there are respirators that have cartridges for escape only. And the reason that is uh, done that way is because hydrogen sulfide has to stick to the respirator so it can only hold so much and unless we know exactly what you're going to be exposed to which we never do in a barn we can't really tell you how long that uh, mask will actually protect you so the only full way to uh, really be protected from hydrogen sulfide uh, is with self-contained breathing apparatus generally that's not a problem right so i when i'm out on a farm i'll take along a hydrogen sulfide meter with me uh, it's just an alarm system that honeywell makes it beeps at me if hydrogen sulfide hits 10 or or 25 parts per million and flashes some lights to let me know it, it's a, at an elevated concentration and that works really well for safety because most of the time if we take a step or two uh in a different direction we tend to get better air. So most of the time, the only time we're really going to need one of those uh, self-contained breathing apparatuses is if we were doing maintenance in the pit or doing something directly in the manure storage. Okay. Now we've been reading and writing so much about, you know, the great resignation and how there's a, you know, it's hard to find farm workers. And even, you know, with COVID, sometimes farmers are getting sick. A lot of farms are finding themselves short staffed, but with safety, whether it's gas safety, road safety, um, a lot of things that are often emphasized um, include the buddy system and always having that, you know, second set of eyes and second set of hands to check. What are some of the things where having a buddy with you is non-negotiable? And then what are some of the things that maybe are safe to do yourself or if you have to do it yourself? you can put some safeguards in place. Mm -hmm. So when I would require a buddy system is anytime we're doing maintenance directly in the manure pit and we're down by the surface, that's really where the hydrogen sulfide risk is. Uh, or if you have a system where manure goes into a sump 
and then pumps up into your manure storage like a slurry store. Uh, if you would happen to need to go down into that sump and do some maintenance, pull a pump, that's a time you should have a buddy, right? Because it's a confined space. Uh, and because it's a confined space, if we're going to stick our head over it or have to go down in there, that's a high risk situation. Definitely a time when you need a buddy. Ventilate that space, but you'll still want a buddy. Uh, if we're just doing general manure removal and starting with agitation, check over your system, make sure the ventilation's up and running, put that caution tape on the barn, give it one last check, and then get ready to, to agitate. Wear your hydrogen sulfide monitor, let it beep at you and tell you that the situation's risky and then alter because of that, right? Move where you are present. But that's probably not one where we need a buddy. Uh, the one case where manure application can get a little bit more concerning is really just understanding your limit, right? So if we have a buddy, have those extra workers, sometimes we can work in shifts and switch off who's actually doing the hauling on the road, give ourselves a little break. Uh, because we do tend to work long hours, the spring application window often is pretty short and pretty intense. Uh, so that is a, a time where we can definitely do it safety with safely without a buddy, but knowing when you're limited and knowing when you have to stop for the day is really important. And as we see some farms get a little short staffed, um, you know, sometimes we'll see the, the two biggest things we always hear about are, um, you know, maybe recruiting family members on the farm and maybe kids who aren't quite young enough, but are getting to that age of being able to work and then also fatigue. So have you noticed that the issue of fatigue in workers is getting to be greater or just, I mean, like you said, spring, spring application can be very intense. So how big a problem is fatigue right now? Uh, it's always been a problem in the manure industry, right? It's always pushed for long hours and we still have the same number of gallons to get applied and unfortunately a few, few fewer people to get it done with. So you're right, we will push to try and have maybe sometimes some children help us out on the farm if we're doing that, making sure that we're positioning them in roles that they are both qualified for, as well as making sure it's some of the safer roles where you don't have maybe the risks is critical. Um, but yeah, I think fatigue is always an issue and one that especially with limited workers, we're struggling with a little bit more. Uh, uh, thankfully, I think we've seen, at least in the Midwest and, and around, a lot of development of technology to help with some of those, those challenges. For instance, in dragline systems, uh, we used to have to have people running the hose and making sure that the hose was in good shape, not having a leak. I think we've gotten a lot better with the control systems, automatic shutdowns and throttling on those pumps to help us out. Uh, but it is still, we'll push really long hours and, and making sure that we understand our limits and take appropriate rests uh, is, is critical, as well as refueling your body, right? I think oftentimes we're, we're stuck in the cab of that tractor for long periods of time and we'll probably slug a lot of Mountain Dew, but it's important to make sure that you are eating at least reasonably healthy to keep you fueled up and moving forward. Oh yeah, have some have some yogurt, support the dairy industry, you know, get some protein in. Um, so um, as we round out this interview, if there was, um, you know, one thing that you could ask a farm owner to make an investment in for the safety of their farmers as we get into this really intense season, what would it be? I really like those hydrogen sulfide monitors, especially for the guy at the barn. Uh, we deal with a lot of uh, deep pit manure storages, so manure underneath the pigs, and that's just a risk for the livestock and the person. So it's nice to, nice insurance that's relatively cheap, $100 to $200 per meter, uh, where you only need one for that guy at the barn, and he can monitor what's coming out of the fans and help do a little bit better job of making sure we can get optimum agitation as much as we can to get that manure uniform, but still protect our livestock and ourselves. All right. Thank you so much, Dan Anderson. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much to Dan, as well as Josie, for all their information. Spring application truly is a whirlwind, so it's important to stay vigilant and stay safe. I've been Bree Rohde with The Spread. 